0: Wizards, witches, lizards, gizzards, friends, and countrymen, welcome to my- That was the worst intro up. I've ever heard shut in my I'm addressing, life. I'm addressing everyone, Gina. You're addressing? I'm addressing. I am addressing everyone. I'm giving people their proper titles, wizards and lizards, gizzards and gizzards.
1: hey We just lost like 20,000 followers. We don't even have 40,000 40, But I'm sure 20,000 people followed just so they could unfollow because yes. of that fucking intro. Yes.
0: yes. Um, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your input,
1: Dina. Um,
0: Dina. I am...
1: Dina! Dina! My yes. name is Adel Dazeem.
0: No. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, thank you so much for that, Dina. Thank you for disrupting my intro and my flow of I didn't disrupt thought. your intro. <clears throat> I let you do your intro, and it was really bad, so... We've been trying to start this podcast for, like, 20 minutes, and Danielle's just been coughing, but yep. it's fine. Know, um, really my, my name is Danielle. My name is Gina. I'm not... A gizzard or a You are a gizzard or a, a wizard, wizard. A lizard and a gizzard. I and have a, a PhD. And a <laughs> you are not a PhD. I have a, a doctorate um, in bullshit is what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, it's, it's been like a weird... It's been a rough two weeks for us. We've just been, like... We, we always start this podcast. It's been a rough two... It's a, a rough life. It's always a rough live. week. Like, we work full-time, but then, like, also Danielle's cat had to get surgery, and I should get surgery on my brain because yeah. it's just, like, as the Ramones say, hanging upside down. So, you know, and with... The holidays coming up and Thanksgiving is next week and it's just a whole thing and we have barely time to record. So we decided to do I wouldn't put it as like full stories, but we're kind no, of like I did a full story. of course you did. Because you know, you, you always have to outdo me. I know. Just kidding. I had to do it to them. Um, I, I had to do it to them. <laughs> Danielle showed up in her loafers and her button up <laughs> shirt with her notebook and said, I had to do it to I him. had to do it to him. But, I mean, mine's mine's different because technically it, it is a full story, but I didn't want to get too into it because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very definitely a trigger warning for this one because mine has to do with a lot of sexual abuse and rape, and it's just, like, it's just a rough one. And I originally wasn't even going to do it because this is someone that I find very interesting and have been wanting to do for a while, but at the same time, it's just so sad yeah. and so heartbreaking. But I was like, you know what? Like, you have to talk about mm-hmm. these things sometimes, even if it's hard, because that's the reality. And that's, you know, with, especially with true crime and, you know, things that happen every day and people being murdered, like, you you can't just be like, oh, that's too tough to talk about, mm-hmm. you know. But of course, you know, we want to warn you guys beforehand if it's a touchy subject, but we definitely want to talk about things that are difficult, you know, to process for ourselves and for other people, and you never know how that might help someone, mm-hmm. you know, and this is always an open forum, if you guys ever want to send us emails or talk, you know, or have, like, a certain subject that might have to do with it that you would like us to talk about mm-hmm. on the show, please. Send us an email. Send us an email. I also wanted to mention, before we start, I was looking at our insights on our, you know, podcasts, and We have listeners in, like, at least, like, 15 different countries Mm -hmm. right now. We have them in... All right, so we have them in the U.S., of course, because that's where we're from. The U.K., Norway, Australia, Canada, Sweden, Netherlands, Turkey, Ireland, Argentina, Belgium, Brazil, Indonesia, Algeria, and Mexico. That is amazing. And that's just on our list of 15 top countries. Mm -hmm. So I was just so surprised and i know we're both so grateful for everyone who listens from all over so we just want to say if you're new to our little hexcellent family then welcome we hope you guys continue listening um if you're also new and are listening on apple Podcasts, please leave us a review we love to hear feedback from you guys lots more feedback because we want to you know do things that you guys are interested in and we want to know what we can do better to make more people listen. <laughs> make them listen. Like make them strap listen. them down in a chair. <laughs> like, listen to us put talk in these AirPods about tots no, no. and Tots and Tots. Tots. Tots and thoughts. Oh my god. I'm gonna open up a preschool called you're Thoughts not, and Tots. No, you're
0: not. You're not gonna open up a <laughs> no, preschool. I'm gonna
1: open up a restaurant called Tots and Tots and it's just gonna be it's gonna be like It's not be, like I Everyone drinks out of a hydro flask. Which one? Twi- you have a scrunchie? It only hand. serves different types of like tater tots. Yes. Like we have a restaurant around here called Cheesy's that oh serves like different types of like gourmet grilled cheeses. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have one with tater tots and it's just going to be like women in like Fenty lingerie serving yes. it. But no men are going to be allowed. Yeah. Just like. Just, just <laughs> this women idea is Just getting worse and, by this and only, goes like. And only like. Um, if you're a cryptid, yes. you get like fifteen percent off
0: yeah. your meal. I'm pretty sure the, lo- you- the Mothman is Mothman, going to come, in to gonna come into
1: thoughts and Tots, yeah. and he's going to have a clean He's a meal. thought himself. Yeah. Only women and cryptids allowed okay. at thoughts and Tots. Okay, it's going to be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on Shark Tank. <laughs> One day when we have <laughs> merch, I
0: want I really want merch to just say like thoughts and Tots cryptids get fifty percent off with a picture of the Mothman in Fenty lingerie eating tots. Eating
1: tots. Eating tots. I mean... I've never been more proud of myself in my entire life. <laughs> Not even graduating the college gave me this sort of satisfaction. Oh my god. Um, anyway, <laughs> thanks for everyone who is listening and now mm-hmm. probably won't listen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks to everyone who
0: shut off this podcast immediately after Gina started talking about serving the Mothman...
1: Tater tots in Savage Fenty <laughs> <laundry>. lingerie. <laughs> yeah. I'll do it myself. Okay. You've seen that ass on that statue in Point Pleasant. That Mothman. I asked. never in my life want to ever,
0: ever again the think Mothman about is the Mothman's
1: ass. And he he does. has great glutes. He <laughs> might we don't know? Um, continuing okay. on, used um, you st- to you started last time, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna do mine, and I'm gonna talk about the background of it, but I don't want to focus on the entire case as a whole because there's so much information that goes into it. And Danielle always talks for five hours anyway, so I'll just leave that for her. But I'm going to talk about someone who I think is... When it comes to serial killers, even though this is a thing, I feel like people don't talk about it as much when it comes to women serial killers. Yes. And obviously... Are you doing Elizabeth Bathory? No. I'm just going to put it out there that murdering people is bad yes do not fucking murder people mm-hmm. for the love of god send them a very strongly worded email that's my favorite send thing Karen to do. from
0: finance a very strongly worded email right. but do not murder her don't do it
1: it will you will have lots of repercussions um
0: or you won't knowing your justice system or you that's won't true.
1: but that being said you know mental health and drug abuse and alcohol abuse are things that play into this and you sometimes mm-hmm. you know if things happen that aren't pleasant. I, here, okay. Here's my thing, quick thing.
0: Yeah, like Marcus, Marcus Park says from like last podcast on the left, like your mental health is not your fault, but it mm-hmm. is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I'm looking at these serial killers, I'm like, some of them, yes, did try to get help, but some of them didn't, and it's like, a lot of their parents were like, I know this kid is mentally ill, but I'm not going to get him help, right, and it's right. like,
1: well, come this story is it. a tough one for me, which yeah. is why I wanted to talk about it, and I am going to talk about um, Aileen Wuornos. <gasps> And that this woman is fucking wild. Yeah. Um, she <clears throat> has, I mean, I, you know, I'm going to talk about her childhood and stuff, but this is one for me that, like, she's a murderer and she confessed mm-hmm. and, you know, all this stuff, but at the same time, I've watched, I haven't watched the movie Monster with I'm Charlize, there. but I've watched her documentary yeah. that was on Netflix, and it's just so fucking heartbreaking yeah. because... Of, number one, how poorly she was treated yeah. as a child and all the abuse she received. But at the same time, like, her being in that position of, you know... Because originally it was like, oh, self-defense. Yeah. Um, But, alright, I'm just going to get into it because otherwise I'm going to go off on a tangent. So, I'm going to start at the beginning. Um, So, Eileen Warnes was an American serial killer who murdered seven men in Florida between 1989 and 1990. And she shot them at point-blank range. So how this happened was, so at the time, she was working as a sex worker Mm -hmm. off these Florida highways. And she claimed that her victims had either raped or attempted to rape her while she was a sex worker. And that all of the homicides were committed in self-defense. So she was originally saying... These guys are trying to rape me. And here's the thing. Even when you're a sex worker. You can be raped. You can be raped. Yeah. yeah, Just because, you know, that's your job and you're making money doing that doesn't mean that, um, you deserve know, it's it's, it's It's your consent. You have to consent to how you want, you know, people to touch you Mm -hmm. or how much, you know, interaction you have with them and things like that. So it's very possible that this could be a thing, which is why it's, you know, so hard for me to, you know, take sides of it. And plus, this was in Florida, so you know it was just fucking swamp animals. Oh my fucking, Which uh, was God. Swamp, swamp fucking men. men trying to <clears throat> take advantage. But nonetheless, so she was convicted and sentenced to death for six murders and was executed by lethal injection on October 9th, 2002. So, oh, and by the way, this most of this information is from um, Wikipedia. Warnos um, never met her father. So her dad was incarcerated at the time of her birth, and his name was Leo Dale Pittman, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and later convicted of sex crimes against children. So her dad was a fucking child rapist and a pedophile to begin with, and he eventually committed suicide by hanging in prison on January 30th, 1969. So he's a pedophile and... You know, you have your father who Curious. is a child rapist, yeah. and then commits suicide in prison. So, in January 1960, when Warnos was almost four years old, um, her mother abandoned her and her brother, leaving them with their maternal grandparents. Mm-hmm. So now the grandparents have custody. So, her grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, who legally adopted Keith, her brothers Keith, and Eileen um they were adopted on March 18th, 1960. So it just it, it gets so bad because it's like this whole family is just horrible people. Yeah. So by These the, are
0: horribly mentally like, things like mentally are Ill mentally Ill people. Yeah. People who are poor and, who, and are poor. who are not able to treat themselves. Right. right. Not
1: right. Even, not even like bad, like like <clears throat> poor like oh like I only have a you know 50 in my bank account like like I'm talking dead ass dirt poor. Poor. Yeah. yeah. So, by the age of 11, Wernhals began engaging in sexual activities in school in exchange for cigarettes, drugs, and food. Because it's like, you you have, no one's paying attention to you, all your family members are pedophiles, so this is all you know. Yeah. At this point, it's like, well, if I can use my body for this, then I can get, you know, things in return. Um, Which is
0: not problematic in and of itself, but it is when you're 14 years old.
1: Eleven. A lo- well, when there you you're go. eleven yeah. you're literally a child and it's yeah. illegal. When you
0: do sex work for a living, it's not problematic, but when you are under you're age over the age of eighteen. Yeah, when you're over the yeah. age of eighteen, like that's a big issue.
1: Or yeah, under the age of eighteen. Under yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the age of yeah. <clears throat> so she also engaged in sexual activities with her brother. So there was like Aww. big incest in the family. Yeah. Obviously her dad is a pedophile mm-hmm. and you know, the brother probably picked that up from that and abandonment and yeah. all that. Um, I'm not going to try to psychoanalyze their family because it's a lot but it's just, it's very we'll yeah So Warnos also said that her alcoholic grandfather had sexually assaulted and beaten her when she was a child. So her dad is a child rapist kills himself in jail then she gets to her grandparents house and her grandfather is also an alcoholic predator who you know takes advantage of her. So before beating her, he would force her to strip out of her clothes. And it was just, it's not a good time. So in 1970, at age 14, she becomes pregnant. Mm -hmm. And having been raped by an accomplice of her grandfather. So this is like one of her grandfather's friends who rapes her and gets her pregnant. She uh, gives birth to a boy at a home for unwed mothers on March 23rd, 1971. And the child was placed up for adoption. So, a few months after her son is born, she drops out of school, um, and her grandmother dies of liver failure. Okay. So, you have, I'm not sure if she was, like, close with her grandmother <clears> or <throat> anything, but you have But this, that's all you know at that right, point. Right. And, like, that's, you know, and you only have this one person left in your life. So, when Mournas was 15, her grandfather threw her out of the house, you know, after, you know, you rape someone and mm-hmm. gets, she gets pregnant by one of your grown friends, um, throws her out of the house. And so this is when she begins to support herself as a sex worker living in the woods near her home. So she was literally homeless, living in the woods Mm -hmm. as a sex worker because her pedophile grandfather threw her out of the house. Nice. Classy. So, having previously been a ward of the state, Wernow subsisted on a vagabond existence as an adult, so she was hitchhiking and engaging in sex work to survive. And, like, she didn't have a home, you know, she was homeless, Mm -hmm. and this is all she had, like... She didn't have anyone, so she was arrested during the mid '70s for charges related to assault and disorderly conduct. And this is when she eventually settles in Florida, where she met a wealthy yachtsman named Louis Fell. So she actually got married to him in 1976, but it was annulled shortly thereafter because O'Warnos was arrested in another altercation. Um, so they were basically like always fighting. Like it was mm-hmm. in a very, it was a very abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, so that gets annulled. And then she meets 24-year-old Tyria Moore in Daytona, Florida. So they meet at a gay bar and these two women and become involved in a serious mm-hmm. romantic relationship. So it will later be revealed that from 89 to 90, Wernos had murdered at least six men along Florida highways. In mid-December 1989, the body of Richard Mallory was found in a junkyard with five more men's bodies to be discovered over subsequent months. Okay. Um, so this wasn't, like, like one after the other, like, every day she would go and it kill was, someone. It was yeah. over a few months. So, authorities were eventually able to track down Wuornos and more for fingerprints and palm prints. So, they were, you know, able to get the prints from his body and, mm-hmm. you know, track everything down. And they found um, another missing man, Peter CMs. So, Wuornos was arrested in the bar in Port Orange, Florida, while police tracked down Moore in Pennsylvania. To avoid prosecution, Moore made a deal, and in mid-January 1991, she elicited a phone confession from Wuornos, who took full and sole responsibility for the murders. Yeah. So, she basically gets her to, like, confess to killing all these men. So, on March 31st, 1992, Wuornos pleaded no contest to the murders of humphreys burris and spears saying she wanted to get right with god yeah. so she because she's very um spiritual in these statements too like it just made me so sad because i was actually watching some interviews with her i mean besides the documentary and she's at the point where she was like you know what i've been raped and beaten and abused my whole life i'd rather confess to this and just die yeah like honestly just kill me at this point because mm-hmm. like I just want to, she specifically says, like, I just want to go to Jesus and the angels because, like, my life is so horrible right now. I don't know where else I'd go after Mm -hmm. this, which makes me, you know, so terribly sad. So, yeah, so she, you know, says she wants to go right with God. In her statement to the court, she said, in part, I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violently rape me, as I told you, but these others did not. They began... They only began or start to, which makes me mad because it's like, oh, she. Still they, rape. they only started to rape me. I'm like, no. No, that's like, still rape. You know, like, yeah, she killed them, but it's like, you know what? Even if you're involved in sex work, th- these men have no right yeah. to do that to you. So it's and like, even you know if she was
0: like, oh, they didn't rape me, oh, no, like, no matter what it is, even if it's just like,
1: quick, whatever, you yeah. still, that's still rape. And you know, like, you have a gun, like, for self-defense, yeah. and it's like... And it's like, you know, they were like, well, it happened multiple times. And it's like, and it's like, you know what? Like, if I was her or, like, having so much hatred yeah. for men in your life, the way you've been treated throughout your entire life and sexually assaulted by people in your family, um, you know, raped, like, all these things, it's like, I 100% see where she came yeah. from when this I happened. can see
0: how that thought pattern developed for her. Does it make it right? No. No. But I can see. I mean that mentally ill
1: and drugs yeah. and alcohol yeah. and all that. Like <clears throat> in your mind, it's like fuck this. Yeah. Like you know, fuck this guy. You know, like who fucking cares? He's you know probably cheating on his wife or mm-hmm. family or whatever, and he's trying to fucking rape me. Like you know, and that's because at first I was like, oh well, she took the statements back and said no, they weren't. Yeah. And I killed them. But then she's like, well, no, like they weren't, but they were only you know maybe they had started to, and I'm like, I think part of that is her maybe being like well you know it could have been worse and they weren't doing as much I'm like you know what like that's That's still substantial that still
0: matters yeah
1: yeah so you know she kind of which is like so sad because she kind of not like defends them but is like oh you know like I shouldn't have killed them like it wasn't that bad
0: which she shouldn't have. No, right. she shouldn't have killed them, but it's still it's, it's still understandable. Murdered, but, yeah. It's still understandable to see how that thought proceeds. And on a self-defense. Happened, or, and on a self-defense means. level. Yeah. So on May 15th,
1: 1992, Wernos was given three more death sentences. Yeah. So in June nineteen ninety-two, wordos pleaded Wernos. Well not wordos Wernos. Wernos pleaded guilty to the murder of another guy whose name was um Karsgaden. In November 1992, she received her fifth de- death sentence. Um, the defense made efforts during the trial to introduce evidence that Mallory had been tried for intent to commit rape in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So some of these guys, it was Mallory who had been in prison for attempted rape already, okay. and he wasn't. So it's like these some like this guy has been in prison for rape, and now is doing this to yeah. her. And, you know, it's like, oh, she killed him, but it's like, yeah, he had also been in prison yeah. for being rape violent and being So it's more rapist. proof that he so probably like, did. Yeah. Yeah. He was tried for intent to cure, commit rape in Maryland, and that he had been committed to a maximum security correctional facility that provided remediation to sexual offenders. Oh. Which is like, mm. I did my senior thesis on this for my yeah. I was going to say, you know yeah, more am, about the background of this than I do. I did
0: my senior thesis on... I did my senior thesis on rehabilitation for sex offenders Mm -hmm. and so essentially when i was doing my thesis and what i found doing it is that people who are pedophiles people who are i would say it mostly applies to pedophiles like there's Mm -hmm. no chance of rehabilitation for them Mm -hmm. but like rapists like as time goes down like as they age Mm -hmm. that tends to decrease the chances of it but i think that's so problematic to be like, oh, well, he's gone to this place to get rehabilitated. Right. And it's not to say everyone should go rot in jail. Like, once you've served your time, you've served your right. time. But also... And it's sh-
1: like, what about her?
0: What, what about, about her? all those
1: people who did those yeah. things to her? Yeah.
0: You know? So it's... Oh, man. That's so... This is such a complicated case. And, like, looking at it from the perspective of the research that I've done on it, it's like, no one's ever safe. Like, if you yeah. are convicted of rape, like, your chances of doing, like, committing rape again yeah. go down And as she was time doing the on, most,
1: but, like like violent scary form of like sex work yeah. you can do which is off highways yes. and getting in people's cars and off trucks. highways in florida and, and truck trucks, drivers. where you could be van you can vanish and no one would yep. know what happened yep. to you yep. or you know if you were you know buried somewhere like no one would have any clue mm-hmm. what happened to you especially in this time too like in the late 80s early 90s like there's no fucking gps mm-hmm. there was like you know, or, like, a little bit of it. Like, there was one And nothing... no one's going to be
0: searching for her. That's the right, thing. No exactly. one's searching for her. She has no family. I'm like, what nobody. if she
1: was shot and killed? Exactly. And no one wouldn't fucking know where she mm-hmm. is. So, records obtained from that institution reflected that from 1958, so this is the guy, from 1958 to 1962, Mallory was committed for treatment and observation resulting from a criminal charge of assault with intent to rape and received oh, an overall eight years of treatment from the facility. So, this guy was in this facility for eight years for an attempt intent to rape. Yeah. And it says, in 1961, it was observed of Mr. Mallory that he possessed strong sociopathic ten- trends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Surprise. The judge refused to allow this to be admitted in court as evidence and denied Warner's request for a retrial. So, it is Florida. I've, who's surprised? Yeah. So, <laughs> I want to talk about this, too, in that um, I, was, I was watching the 60 Minutes on youtube that it was in it was the australian 60 minutes and yeah. this woman was interviewing her and i really didn't like this woman's tone while she was interviewing her because it was basically like you know aileen is trying to explain herself and like she was like i'm in a court she, she was like basically saying like fuck the cops like they're all men mm-hmm. and you know what half of these cops have the same intent that these guys do who are trying to get sex work for yep. me a lot of these cops are the people who are trying Western, to get yes. sex work okay she's like you have that she's like you have only judges who are men you have you know these jury members who are men she's like i am surrounded by men mm-hmm. and no one understands what i've gone through and that's like you know like this judge was like oh like that can't be used i'm like why the fuck not, why not? that this, everything can be used
0: like here's my thing so that background should be given about him to put credibility to her case. Because mm-hmm. if she's saying, like, yes, he raped me, here is actual evidence that, that yes, this man was in a facility, in a facility that he attempted to rape somebody. So, yes, her that gives credibility to what she's saying. And just because you're a man, you're like, hmm, well, sorry about it. Yeah, like, so
1: it's like, oh, she killed these other guys. But it's like, you know what? Maybe they were attempting to rape her, too. Should she and that doesn't mean you killed somebody. No. no. But, but at the same time, it's like... You're in that state and you've been raped and abused so many times. Mm-hmm. It's like you have this gun and you have this form of power yeah. where you can make it stop instantly. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to do yeah. in that scenario. And it's like I can't speak for her. I I can not even begin to imagine what she went through and what was going mm-hmm. through her mind. But as a woman and being able to understand, you know, like just... This society that we're living in that is basically, you know, run by white men. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, her life who was controlled by men, assaulted by men, abused by men. And then you have these men abusing you when you're trying, this is the only thing that you can make money from. And you were like, okay, what am I going to have to protect myself? This, okay, I did it. That felt good. Oh, he's going to try it again. Uh And... And she, when she was talking to, because the woman was like, oh, well, you know, you're a serial killer. Did you not feel any remorse for that? And in the interview, she's like, you use the term serial killer. She's like, was I out there every day killing people, you know, planning my next person? Mm -hmm. She was like, no, this was over months. You know, some guy was trying to try shit with me, so I killed him Mm -hmm. 12 months later. You know, same thing. And she was like, I wasn't out there just, like, planning on killing people. That wasn't
0: her entire
1: thought. It wasn't her intent. It wasn't, like, her... She was like, I didn't intend to go out there and just shoot anyone. Yeah. Who, you know, like, I would plan it and then, you know, go. She was like, it was over the course of months, and if it came down to it, then yes, I would shoot them. Yeah. But it wasn't me planning out and picking my next victim. Yeah. That wasn't how it was. And it was like, I just, like, felt so bad because... You know, this woman's talking to her, and she's like, well, you kill these men. Don't you, like, feel any remorse or, like, feel any accountability? She was like, she was like, you don't fucking understand my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, like, the thing that I really, like, took away from it is this, like, she's very mentally ill. Yes. And just very fucked up from this whole life. hmm Um, but at the same time, she's, like, very real about everything and very, like, yeah, you know what? I fucking did it, and Mm -hmm. you know what? I'd rather you people fucking kill me than I live another day on this fucking planet Mm -hmm. and have to deal with the shit anymore from, like, what I went through. So, like, fuck them and fuck all this and just fucking kill me because Mm -hmm. I'm fucking over it. It's just just so depressing. So I very much recommend, if you're interested in this case, to go watch the 60-minute, um, YouTube video, the Australian 60 Minutes, because it's just, it's... It's a lot. So she was incarcerated in Florida um, in the death row institution for women and then transferred to the Florida State Prison for execution. Um, Her appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court was denied in 1996. And in 2001, petitioned to the Florida Supreme Court, she stated her intention to dismiss her legal counsel and terminate all pending appeals. She said, I killed those men. Rob them as cold as ice and I'd do it again too. There's no chance in keeping me alive or anything because I'd kill again. I have hate crawling through my system. I am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff. I've been evaluated so many times. I'm confident, sane, and I'm trying to tell the truth. I'm one who seriously hates human life and would kill again. So it's like you can clearly see she's like I am just so... She's done. Done. Yeah. And I hate men and I hate these people and I'll fucking kill them again. Mm-hmm. And I can see that pain yeah. and anger of, like, fuck them. And, and fuck everything they've done to you. Here's eat. what I think... Here's the thing. And, like, us saying this is
0: not us being, like, this is okay. Right. This is just more of... The whole point of us doing this episode is trying to understand the psyche of mm-hmm. where this person's coming from. And I think that... So much of the true crime discussion, when people hear you talking or having sympathy for that person, they're like, that's wrong. That's disgusting. How do you feel bad for them? And I'm like, as a human, it's hard not to have empathy and have compassion for that person and know that I understand exactly why you would come to this point. Is it right that you did? No. No, Absolutely not. Am I dismissing that you did this? No." No. But... I Understand completely, and I think a lot of there's a lot of kind of carelessness with this case mm-hmm. when men cover it. Yes, men are like, This isn't an excusable, and
1: this, and I'm like, the But also, and it's like, and you have the people <clears throat> that are like, Well, she should have gone to the police, then it's yeah. like, You think the police are gonna have any sympathy no. for her as a sex worker, no. as a drug addict? Yes, there's, no, there's none if anything. That. There are policemen who would likely take advantage of her uh-huh. in that case.
0: This is not to Even say like all police, no, I'm no, have, no,
1: but. In this case, most of the time you see... But there is there are open cases of police actually doing that with people, especially sex workers and women who don't have any background or family Mm -hmm. or money Mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. Any resources. Yeah.
0: So we've seen this, like, over and over. And I think so many... And not to say, like, oh, my God, men look at this case and look But I'm saying being a woman and looking at this case, seeing the vulnerability of being a woman, I understand completely where she's coming from. And I think that a lot of that... Genuine lack of compassion when you're looking at her case comes from you're not you not knowing that experience of being right. that wrong and just
1: being like oh I'm not even going to count this testimony yeah. against this man who was incarcerated for eight years for mm-hmm. intent to rape and that you know nothing was there to support her yeah. for that. So while her attorneys argue that she was not mentally competent to make such a request, Wernos insisted that she knew what she was doing. And a court-appointed panel of psychiatrists agreed. So she was like, I'm not fucking crazy. Not crazy like, there might be some mental want. illness obviously mixed in there. But at the same time, like, I know what I'm doing. So in 2002, Wuornos began accusing prison matrons of tainting her food with dirt, saliva, and urine. Jeez. So this part gets, like, fucked up because she says she had overheard conversations among prison personnel trying to get me pushed over the brink. By them, and I'd wind up committing suicide before the execution. And now you have this abuse inside the prison system. So she can't even get rid of it. Like, she can't escape it. Which is adding on top of it. So... Um, and they, she had people in the prison wishing to rape me before the execution. Jeez. She also complained of strip searches, tight handcuffing, door kicking, frequent window checks, low water pressure, mildew on her mattress. I mean, that was basically her. That's, dorm. Per- oh, that's my dorm. So, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, and catcalling in distaste and a pure hatred towards me. Yeah. Because she's, you know, this woman who has killed men. So you probably have these men you know, prison personnel working there, like, oh, she's a fucking man, you know, know, fuck this bitch, you know, I can see it, I can Uh totally fucking hear it, Warnos threatened to boycott showers and food trays when certain officers were on duty, so it wasn't all of them, she was like, there are certain people people, who didn't, you know, want me alive, and she said, in the meantime, my stomach's crawling away, and I'm taking showers through the sink of my cell. Her attorney stated that Miss Morales really just wants to have her proper treatment, humane treatment, until the day she's executed. I mean, and it's that's like, everything yeah, and she's not, sitting yeah. there, I'm like, she's literally waiting to be executed. Like, it's not like, like, there's a chance of her getting out, yeah. and, you know, it's like, you know what, like, just fucking leave her alone. So, in the weeks before her execution, she gave a series of interviews to, um, this man called Broomfield, his last name, and she depicts... Being taken away to meet God and Jesus and the angels and whatever is beyond the beyond. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I'm just ready to fucking go. Like, I've just had this horrible life and I'm done. So in her final interview, she once again changed... um, Oh, sorry. Charged that her mind was tortured at BCI and her head crushed by sonic pressure. Food poisoning and other abuses worsened, she said, each time she complained with the goal of making her appear insane or to drive her insane. So she's like, they're basically trying to make me look crazy and make things worse before Mm -hmm. my execution. She also turned on her interviewer saying that, like, you sabotaged my ass, society and the cops and the system, a raped woman got executed, and was used for books and movies and shit. Mm -hmm. Which is true. Like, you know, made movies about it, books, all the stuff about, like, her life. Her final on-camera words were, thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. Which I was like, you know I what? I like, <laughs> like You know what? Just, just like those final words. She and is 100% Thanks, is. society, for railroading my ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? She's not wrong. Is she she's, wrong? No, no, is she wrong? she's no. not. <laughs> I don't think so. So Don Botkins, a childhood friend of Warnos, later told Broomfield that her verbal abuse was directed at society and the media, not him specifically. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she didn't mean it. Like, she's very upset. Yeah. As, you know, she should be as with everything be going up. on. So, Wernos' execution took place on October 9th, 2002. She died at 9.47 a.m., and she declined her last meal, which could have been anything under $20. But They she, give you a $20 limit? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was, like, you could literally just get, like, anything. anything. Maybe it was that, but then they, like, changed it because people were like, I want to eat a five-hour okay, course meal. Get,
0: but here's the thing. At
1: Popeye's, you can
0: get, like, a really big bucket of chicken, for, like, $45. was not that, like, what
1: one of them got was, like, a bucket of chicken? I think it was John Wayne got a bucket of chicken. No, I thought he got, like... It up. was, like, chicken and like, a side... of. There's a whole thing where it's, like, you can see the last meals of Cereal Killers. I want to do... That. I want to try, like, all their last I know meals someone got a fucking bucket of chicken. I don't think it was him though. I think it was him. Well, let's... We'll let's have see. to check. But she, she didn't get... She didn't want her under $20 meal. She got... Instead, a cup of coffee. That's all she wanted Aww. was a cup of coffee. Which, I don't think I could fucking eat before my execution, either. I would eat a lot. I'd be having anxiety shits. I would Constantly. Pass. Like,
0: I'm a vegetarian, so my last meal would be, like, a rack of ribs. Give me a rack of ribs.
1: Oh, my God. Um. So, her last words were, yes, I would like to say, I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back. Like, Independence Day <laughs> with Jesus. June 6th, like in the movie. Big mothership, and I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. You know what? I was like... Okay, <laughs> like not to make light of the situation, obviously, but come on, that's funny. What? That's funny. Amazing. Iconic. Iconic. Um. So she was only the tenth woman in the United States, and the second in Florida to be executed since 1976. Jeez. So the Supreme Court decision restoring capital punishment. So yeah. like since it was restored, she was only the tenth. And it's like. I just, I don't know, because I was like looking at it and I was like, should I just do something else? Because, like, this is so. It's controversial. It's, but it's very controversial. Important. It's very sad. Um, but I think it's very important to talk about because did she kill those seven men? Yes. Um, is that wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, <clears throat> I think it's so important to look at, you know, someone's background. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying, like, oh, well, they were, you know, this or this, so you know, this is an excuse for them. Absolutely not. No. But at the same time, it's it's hard not to look at her background and the mm-hmm. way she had been treated by men specifically and sexually abused her entire life. And to be out there not as someone who is, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer cutting people up and, but you know, like... But here's the it, thing, too, like, though,
0: is that I think as a, I try to be very aware of the thing of the... I try to be very aware of the fact that, like, Jeffrey Dahmer... Was also just as mentally ill. I understand that. I try to be very aware of the fact that as a woman, I do have a little bit more sympathy for Eileen Mornos, and I'm very Mm -hmm. aware of that bias that I have. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that, like, I acknowledge that she was very mentally ill and bad things happened to her, but the same thing happened with Jeffrey Dahmer when he was very, very, very mentally ill. And I think that's why I do have sympathy for him,
1: too. Yeah. And I I understand that. It's a a difficult subject. It's It's so hard to talk about because it's like, you know, you want to say something, it's like, oh, Do I have sympathy for her? Absolutely. Because as a human being and like the compassion I have Mm -hmm. and having, you know, been a woman my whole life, it's like that's what my experience is and what I think about. You know, I didn't know her personally. I didn't know, you know, any of these men or I wasn't there when she killed them. I didn't know what happened beforehand. It could just be bullshit. But at the same time, looking at the institutions that we have and especially at that time, it's not hard to believe that. She could have very much been taken advantage yeah. of, and that could have been her experience. Like this, right. is, like this
0: is this is why like, this is so hard. And it's like the whole point of this is not to come off as saying like I feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. and She's excused. The point right. is, I understand her as a human being, and I understand how someone can get to that point. It's not to excuse anything she did, but understanding the horrible things that happened to her, the horrible things that happened to most of the serial killers that have like yeah, they have terrible. Some of them have terrible and lives. I mean, yeah,
1: some people horrible fucking people and that's the question is it? it's mm-hmm. like oh can people truly be evil can people just truly be born bad mm-hmm. people and it's like you know what i don't have the fucking answer to that i don't but know it that, makes but... me mad yeah. <laughs> for sure so that is eileen warnas and it um she's always been someone of interest to me just because of her life and her background and the way she handled this case and all the documentaries on her and everything mm-hmm. i still need to watch the movie with Shelly's. I don't that too. Yeah. Because I heard it was like spot on. But I, yours looks fucking long as hell. Mine looks so funny. let's get
0: started. Okay, with but this also, shit. John Wayne Gacy, his last meal was sardines and dried fish. And then he. You know what?
1: Fuck him. That's I mean, fucking nasty. He's garbage and then. <laughs> he, he's garbage his, and he ate garbage. He, he is garbage and
0: he ate garbage. And I think he also had a bucket of fried chicken yeah 12 deep fried shrimp a bucket of original recipe a, a original recipe chicken from kfc and then he had a bunch of other stuff but he didn't okay
1: but you know what he fucking deserved everything because who fucking gets kfc i just would. get popeyes no <laughs> you get the fucking popeyes and you i get love that biscuit. kfc oh man okay they should have just given him a biscuit without honey so he could have just choked <sighs> on that instead
0: oh man they're so dry that you could I you know what Damn. I love eating the biscuits alone. I do too. I don't care, but I would like to dip in mashed potatoes. I'm a dry. I'm a dry bitch.
1: <laughs> I'm a dry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> dry get, ass bitch. Get some ointment for me. Get some ointment. <laughs> you need some milk. He needs some milk. All right. Okay. I already see the title of yours. So I already Beesh. know what's going on. Okay. So I did
0: the mysterious death of Thelma Todd. Mm. I'm reading the book The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and it's all kind of old 1950s. Yes, <laughs> it's all 1950s style like. They're going back Mm -hmm. to the 1950s and she's talking about her life. So I have been so interested in old Hollywood, I was going to do Marilyn Monroe, but (laughs) I was like, I'm going to save it because that one is going to be ultimate, that's going to be queen for me. I'm going to do years of research. Mm -hmm. So anyway. So Thelma Alice Todd was born July 29th of 1906 and she was an actress in the 1920s and 30s. Mm -hmm. So she did comedic roles and she did over 120 films over the course of her career. And her nickname, Regina, is Hot Toddy. That's where we get the... That's where How we, did I know? That's where, that's where we get the phrase, like, Hot Toddy. We called yes. her Hot Toddy because she was gorgeous. I love that. So, literally, she's us. That's so, going to be a
1: drink at Thoughts um, and Talks. Thoughts and Tots. Thoughts and Tots it's the the hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. <laughs> We're going to make merch. To help. Hot, send us an email if you would like merch that say Hot Toddy. Please. <laughs> A a oh my god, I'll give it to Can you. Can we get right? the Please. rights?
0: Please. Okay, so she's literally one half of this comedy group, which is literally they describe them as like the 1930s Abby and Alana. Oh literally my god. us. Yes. Literally she's half of it. And so it was Thelma Todd and Zazu Pitts. Zazu. Zazu. It was Zazu. So, I mean, I've never heard a better description of us, Gina. They were described as one sensible woman and the other a clone. Only we're both clowns, so I don't even <laughs> that I mean. do. So it was kind of groundbreaking for the time because most of the comedy teams were male. So it yeah. was just this everything sort of, at that time everything is male. Is male.
1: Talking, what nineteen twenties? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it was they were kind of groundbreaking for their the time period. So their skits were like kind of dated, obviously, but they showcased women kind of being supportive of each other and driven right. they never they said they never had a skit where they were fighting over a man or anything like Good. that so it was this that kind of content is not that's how. that's why, that's
1: why i love broad city so much because yeah. it's so fucking empowering and like you mm-hmm. never see the girls like fighting having over fucking stupid, stupid shit yeah. yeah so that was kind of they were ahead of
0: their time and so Thelma, she successfully she managed to so a lot of people did not transition successfully from Non talking pictures to talking the, pictures. To the talkies. To the, the talkies. Movies. Literally the talkies. I think. Yes. <laughs> so she didn't. So she was one of the people who successfully transitioned, and so she actually she grew up wanting to be a teacher, and so she actually goes and she does her student teaching. Good. But then, but then she decided she was going to enter pageants and acting contests because she wanted a more glam career. Feel that? Okay, honey boo boo. Okay, hon. So. She ends up winning this Miss Massachusetts, Massachusetts? Miss Massachusetts. Massachusetts, No one had teeth. No one had teeth during this time period. So, (laughs) I hate you. So she wins this Miss Massachusetts little pageant at a convention, and so she starts getting more attention from talent scouts and Mm. things like that. So she signs to Paramount eventually, and so she begins to do this kind of mix of drama and comedy. And so she's really dramedy. Yes. So she. Basically makes this successful another successful transition from doing just comedy to doing drama, and mm-hmm. she does this in the film, the 1931 film, Cosette, mm-hmm. and it was directed by someone named Roland West. Ah, Roland. And so she begins having an affair with him, of mm-hmm. course, as one does. So he is the financial backing. She eventually ends up opening a cafe, which is called the Thematad. Thelma Todd Sidewalk Cafe. Yes, I
1: remember them talking about that on My Favorite Murder, yeah. and I was like, that's so cute. I've never heard this one from them. Yeah, they, they do uh, the whole thing on uh, Thelma Todd. Well, damn. And that's right. okay. <laughs> so she ends up doing... More than one podcast can do Thelma Todd. So they
0: end up doing her Sidewalk Cafe, and he's her financial backing for it, and it's on top of this hill, and they have an apartment on top of it. Yes. And I think it's... I kind of describe it as like a hill. They have their apartment, like... Back towards there, they right. live above the restaurant essentially, and so they have a apartment above there, mm-hmm. and so they have separate rooms though, which of course means nothing. Yeah. So his estranged wife, her name is Jewel West, and she lived. What a about, name! I know. She lived about three hundred feet away from here in a different house. Okay. Can which, you imagine like your husband is living with this woman three hundred feet
1: away from you? I mean, he
0: so she's apparently like she was aware of it, and yeah. she. Was okay. I mean, I guess she was okay with it. She was like, "Whatever, yeah. do like, what you what, want." What am I gonna do? And so, she basically just looked the other way. And so, in 1932, she marries Pasquale di, Ch- di Chicho, di Chico, di Chico, di Chico, D I C I C C O di Chico, ah. Uh. Uh. So he is an agent-slash-producer-producer-slash-mobster. Okay, so he's rumored... Ah, yes. My, my dream job. meet
1: everyone in Chicago.
0: Agent-slash-producer-slash-mobster. <laughs> so he is rumored to work for Lucky Luciano, who... He,
1: Lightning Larry Luciano. Lightning, he
0: works for Lightning Larry Luciano. Spongebob. <laughs> so he... So he is supposedly... Uh, did, did Chico is supposedly a he's basically we'll call a, him
1: Chico we'll call him Lil Chico so Lil, Lil Chico.
0: Chico that's my rapper name so Lil, Lil Chico, Chico. <laughs> Lil Chico Lil Chica Lil Chica <laughs> Lil Chica from Five Nights at Freddy's she, Thelma and Todd actually married uh, the mechanical goose from Five Nights at Freddy's what a life so she okay so he was supposedly the kind of Hollywood arm of the organization and they of the organization yeah the organization mm-hmm. And so he engaged in bootlegging and uh, sex work. Like he was a pimp. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, did he walk with a limp. Yes. Like an old school pimp. Yes, he did. <laughs> he had a yeah, cane. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So he was he was actually a animatronic duck, animatronic who walked with a limp, like with a with an old school limp. pimp. Yes. <laughs> so. They meet while he while working in the industry and eventually they elope and get married, but they both drink and they both abuse drugs. Mm-hmm. So Quesupris, which you know, yeah. que prisa, he <laughs> abuses her, and at one point she breaks his nose and he sends her to the hospital oh, for an shit. emergency appendectomy. Ah. So he was they were not well. They were not well together. No. So and Y'all 19- are not well. Y'all are not well together. So in 1934, she divorces him and she basically states an ungrounds of cruelty and incompatibility which i love that you that that was like incompatibility my, my professor gives me a bad on right? <laughs> ungrounds of cruelty and incompatibility <laughs> so in 1935 her career is doing really well her restaurant is like living and thriving right and so she's living in hollywood and so a source like she's she's essentially hoping she opens a cafe because it's in the interest that like she knows that hollywood is a rough time yeah and, and she's, not gonna age, last
1: long, you know, she's not gonna like, last long she's not gonna fall back on
0: yes she's a fallback and so she's essentially hoping she's like i'm gonna make this very successful and this mm-hmm. is gonna be my thing that i do right so that i have a fallback yeah. because fuck she
1: everyone ha- and your fucking fuck you chicken strips fuck, fuck your your mom. Strips. i'm gonna open this restaurant and serve thoughts and tots
0: yeah she serves thoughts and tots she serves hot bodies at her yeah. restaurant and so she opens this restaurant in hopes of that being her financial backing. Right. And she also... She has something... Okay. This bitch, they put a... Something called a potato clause in her... In her contract when she signed. Which means, like, if she gained 5 to 10 pounds, they have the right to terminate the contract. A potato bitch. clause. Bitch. Bitch. Everyone wants if to that get If that was down. the case,
1: I would never be in any contract. I would never. I would be like, sorry. I'd no. like, make my way over to the fucking TV and get a fucking quesadilla and mm-hmm. be like, here's your potato clause, Here's ants. your potato clause. Okay, so...
0: The restaurant, supposedly, is not bringing in that much money, okay? Mm-hmm. Nush money. Lush money. So it wasn't bringing in that much money. And so they believed it to be because she is buying products from the mob-controlled suppliers. Mm. Because she's So she's essentially having an affair with Lucky Luciano. Yes. Okay? And he's like, you need to buy your products from...
1: You need to buy your napkins from old Joey fucking Papa yes. Balloon. Yes. Down at the shop. All exactly. Right? Flick at the lights. Is going to do your electricity. Yeah. You understand? You come here on the day of my lasagna Sunday. Okay. And you won't buy the electricity from flick of the lights.
0: I hope I (laughs) never get to hear that again. That's
1: exactly what happened. That's exactly... Don't deny it. That is a... A live reenactment. A
0: live reenactment of what happened. This is exactly (laughs) what Lightning Lady Luciano told her. So... She is buying products from them and they have high markup rates. Mm-hmm. So she's basically making no money because she's buying, yeah. you know, from Flick of the Can Light. You imagine? She's buying electricity for like $90. Flick so of the lights and
1: pop a balloon. Yes. And
0: giving her notice. Exactly. Count. So now this mob com- this mob connection is actually going to play a role in what is gonna happen next. Mm-hmm. So December 14th of 1935, she attends a party for a friend named Ida Lupino, which Ida. Ida Lupino. <laughs> so she attends the party. And Roland West, who is the director who she's living with above the cafe, he comes up to her car before she leaves and tells her, like, you better be home by 2 a.m. And she's like... (laughs) Fuck off. She's like, fuck you. I'll be home at 2.05. Right. You know, essentially. She walks in the door at 2.01. (laughs) She walks in at 2.01. (laughs) Bitch. And so when he's later asked about, like, why did you tell her that? That's a little strange. Mm -hmm. And he explains like, oh, it was just a joke and all, and you know, I was just mm-hmm. joking with her. It's never just a joke. But the thing is, there's evidence that he had a very, he was very controlling of her mm-hmm. and he would literally lock her out of the apartment Mm-mm. if she wasn't home at a certain time, which is disgusting. He
1: a joke that had the whole world crying, but the joke was on him. Do you like my impersonation? Those was <laughs> How, you were Disrespectful. I'm just gonna sing a really bad song every episode
0: now. Please don't. <laughs> We're gonna have no followers. Everyone from any country is gonna be like, "I've gotta go. I've I gotta, gotta leave. leave. I'll see you
1: later." Leave a leave a five star rating and a comment <laughs> if you like my music. If you like me singing, wanna buy my music? I'll do it. Tell me what song to sing next. I'll do it. Please don't.
0: Okay. So, tell me what song you don't want her to sing, so I can put my hand over her mouth. So you mean every song? Because you just don't want me to <laughs> fucking sing anything. Exactly. Because up she would be a mute. Continue. Oh. So she literally at one point had knocked on the door so hard a window started breaking, so mm-hmm. eventually he like went and answered the door. He was like, Fine, this bitch fucking I mean, shattered the window. She on. was like, basically she recreated the Eric Andre like, vine. She was like Let, let me in America listening. Exactly. She we you we did two different things, two different vines. So I sent the Eric Andre <laughs> vine where he was like, Let me in America let is me. Is So he was a he was a butt Yeah. Essentially. So, she gets to this party, and she's having a good time. She's drinking. She's not driving, but she's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And so, she drinks enough, but not enough to be drunk, which... When, good, you, when, good you, time. when you think about old Hollywood starlets, everyone was drinking everyone was for wasted. days. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was drinking for days. In,
1: in the words of John Mulaney, everyone was drinking like it was the Civil War, and they were waiting to get their legs sawed off. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it was like. Which you figure, I mean, like... Judy
0: Garland, her, right. Marilyn. Everyone is experts in drugs and Everyone drinking. Everyone was also an alcoholic. Everyone's you know, an alcoholic so. and everyone's drinking and taking drugs and right. everything. So they have a high tolerance at this point because yes. that's all you do.
1: Yeah.
0: No one was reading books. No, no one was living and thriving. Anyway, no one was going to church. No. So, so lo and behold, her ex-husband shows up. Old, little Chi-Chi. Mm-hmm. Well, little Chi-Chi shows up. Little Chi-Chi. Little Chi-Chi. Pasquale shows up. And, little Chi-Chi Bean. Yes. <laughs> and he shows up at somebody else's date, and it's her friend Margaret Lindsay, who is a closeted lesbian.
1: What a fucking whore, Margaret! But she's a lesbian, so Did you don't you don't a... go with your friend's fucking boy. Okay, but like she has no other choice, Gina. No, like, she what is she supposed to do? I don't you know. Can't, like, she get, can't show up with her real get another girlfriend. man to be her beard. It's not that hard. I guess
0: she's doing her best. Okay, no, she's not. So okay, so they get into an argument. Her and a uh, little chi get into an argument, mm-hmm. and so they were seen like scuffling, mm-hmm. into a little fight. So her driver.
1: He, he was like, bring back. Bring Brass Knuckles to the scuffle. <laughs> I heard that Chi Chi went pop. Yeah, he did go pop. That's him buzzing that bubble. <laughs> I really. I'm going home. I'm leaving this podcast right now. That's true.
0: I he literally hate you. I'm going to continue my story now. Okay. I'm going to forget you, no. over, you. This
1: podcast is going to be five hours long. Just For yeah. me singing.
0: So they got into that argument at the party that was witnessed, okay? Mm-hmm. So now. She's going to be on her way out. And her driver, Ernest Peters, he reports that he drove her home and he dropped her off around 3.30 to 3.45 a.m. And he is the last person to see her alive, supposedly. So that was December 14th of 1935. Now, let's move to December 16th of 1935, where Mae Whitehead, who is a maid for Thelma and has been since 1931, she arrives at the 17
1: Cherry Tree Lane. That's exactly where she arrives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <care of> <laughs> yes.
0: So she arrives and she would drop off, essentially she would drop off her car at the garage, which is, <laughs> this is where Jewel, his wife, lives. So he has like two houses within 300 feet of each other. Right. So he lives with his wife and then he lives with his mistress. What a whore. So he, so the maid would essentially drop off the car at the the main house mm-hmm. with the main wife, and then she would drive the car down the road because Thelma was like, I'm not walking up right. that hill. Mm-mm. I think not. You know your mom in Italy? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <a> <laughs> My mom would not walk up so a, many hills up a hill in Italy, and I'll never let her forget it. <laughs> Shout out to Dave. So she hated walking up and down the hill, so the maid would drive her car down and park it in front of the restaurant so she wouldn't have to go up and down and get mm-hmm. her car. Because the garage is at the main house. They need to build a fucking elevator down to this restaurant. Bro, it's 300 feet uphill. Come on. No. She reaches the garage at about 10.35 in the morning. And inside the garage, she finds Thelma's Lincoln, which is parked on the right side of the garage. So she opens the passenger side of the door and is obviously horrified when she finds the body of 29-year-old Thelma Todd. Mm -hmm. Waiting.
1: Yeah. She's only 29. God. Dude, I mean... So short.
0: So much, so less time. Right. So a little money. So, no, no, a lot I of I was money. like, she
1: got money. A lot, of money, <laughs> she and a lot of money. A lot of money
0: in the little time. Right. So she's still wearing her blue dress from the party two days earlier, and her hair is still perfectly styled, and, you know, she's living her best life. She's right. looking great. She's a great-looking corpse. I, I support her. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Me, in the morning, a great-looking corpse. A great-looking corpse. At best. So May believes at this point, oh, she's just asleep, and so it, she walks around to...
1: The am going Just asleep side.
0: my ass. No. I mean, hey. For two days. So she walks around the car to wake her up and be like, bitch, we gotta go. It's yeah. time. And at this point, she realizes that Thelma is not asleep. She's dead.
1: She pulls, like, a Bernie and then puts, like, sunglasses <laughs> yeah. on her and
0: is like, let's go for let's a ride. Let's go for a ride. Oh, Maybe drive this Lincoln. She
1: puts a nice scarf
0: around her head to keep her hair in time. She's like, <laughs> oh my god. Living. So... Her hat is basically slumped under her chest, and her nose is bleeding. Mm. And this part is kind of debated whether she was found in the drivers or the passenger seat. Like, they're not sure exactly where it was that she was okay. found. Because they are like, if she's she
1: slumped over? Then you don't know. You don't which know which I way. Sure. Yeah.
0: So she could have been driving, or she could have been a passenger. So it's yeah. kind of debated what happened. So... There's also a debate as to the state she was found in, so they don't know if she was battered or not. So mm-hmm. there's definite evidence that. How do you she, not know if she's battered? Or because not? there's people who went to the scene, like reporters cool. and everything, yeah. went to the scene who are like she was moving things around and touching shit. And, well, yeah. even but even then, people reporters are either hamming it up or this person's not telling the truth. Yeah. It's like it's kind of debated as to whether or not she was. What state she's found in? Because some people reported that she had a broken nose, broken ribs, and bruises on her face, and the police report or how the police said it, it was that she only had a blood stain above her lip. Which like isn't there like a coroner's report? The coroner, so the coroner says that there was a blood stain above her lip, and he explains this as being the result of her head hitting the steering wheel when she passed out. Okay. So. Essentially, what we find out happens that she died from carbon monoxide poisoning.
1: Yeah, because I was going to say, is it that like she turned... <clears throat> she turned know.
0: the car on, mm-hmm. and obviously, like when you have the garage door closed and you're in a, a car, yeah. you turn the ignition on and you die of carbon monoxide poisoning, because mm-hmm. you're obviously not supposed to do that. Don't do that. Yeah. I did that once when I was little. I was waiting in the garage for my sister to come out, and I didn't realize you weren't supposed to do that, so I had the car on, because I like wanted the heat Why are you trying to fucking kill your whole family? I almost <laughs> murdered everybody. And Mister got back, and she was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what?" Are you doing? I was like, "I just tried to kill you and your son. Sorry about it, but that's." Sorry, sorry, sorry about, about it. it. Mistakes. So essentially, she dies of what is ruled as carbon monoxide poisoning. So they're like, she was in here with all the mm-hmm. gas. She knocked out, hit her head, and that's what—that's all yeah. that he reports. And so, upon finding her body this way, May goes for help, and she contacts the cafe manager, who calls Roland, mm-hmm. and. Cause that's what you do. So, had the police already been called? The, she goes to the manager to get Roland to and call then the police. No. Roland calls the manager to call the police. Like, what's a, a whole No, 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 it's no. It's a whole mess. Yeah. Like, this is here's the thing. This is like how I was thinking about it. Is even for Marilyn Monroe, there was like a phone tree. Yeah. Everyone got called before the was police got called. Yeah.
1: Uh, fucking Bobby, who was fucked. First was, of all, yeah. Yeah, he was her, there and one. then he left. And then that's when all that shit happened. So that's probably what you went down. You heard her first, voice. You heard your false
0: bitches. So it was kind of probably that where it was like, oh, let's make sure she's actually dead before we go and get the mm-hmm. press involved, whatever, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because that's what
1: you do when you find someone dead is you go through three people first before you fucking call the police. I was like, Marilyn probably would have made it if y'all would have just no she wasn't because she was fucking murdered by a fucking Bobby i mean Kennedy. true but i'm
0: saying if it actually had been an overdose, she probably would have made it if someone would have just been like let me check on her five minutes me giving out
1: fucking certain <laughs> conspiracy theories on this podcast i believe like, listen, that i believe that 100 what else what else would have happened because she like the we're gonna, we're gonna get, get into get a into this whole, whole other episode we're gonna get into this. To do this this is, a whole this episode is gonna this. be a whole
0: episode it's just gonna be us she yelling about is worth it. it her and judy i'm like i'm gonna do a whole whole thing anyway so eventually they get the police, but Roland is the one he like goes in. And he examines the car and he sees that the ignition is on, and he states that maybe she was trying to get out because the door was open and she was positioned in a kind of way where she was leaning. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I think she was trying to get out."
1: Yeah, but how do we trust fucking Roland?
0: I mean, I know he's his name's rubbish. Roland. Oh, okay.
1: Can't Sorry, all the Rolands out there. No,
0: especially Roland shit. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> So the postmortem report rules that her death is carbon monoxide poisoning and they're kind of leaning toward like ooh is it was a possible suicide but mm-hmm. I don't think so. And so if this is the case it's kind of strange because if the reports are that she was beaten it's kind of strange well, that she would know beat for herself. Sure.
1: Yeah. Like did she beat herself if no. she was? Um and so, and also, why would she have committed suicide if she was out having a fucking dandy ass time and was like, "Oh, fuck you"? That's my you thing know? too. It's like it
0: wasn't ruled as suicide; it was ruled as like accidental, whatever carbon dioxide. Death, I think yeah. People were like, "Oh, she committed suicide," and I don't think so. No. So her, she was ruled to have been dead for twelve hours though, which is strange because she's been missing since three thirty on the three thirty in the morning on December fifteenth. And no one went to like fucking check on her. I was like, it's twenty four hours. This movie star is missing. And nobody is thought to check on her. Like, right. Okay.
1: Do you think it was maybe like, because if he had like locked her out and wouldn't let her, maybe she went in the garage to warm up and did That's what I'm going to later. Okay. I have the theories. So, witnesses actually came for This is what
0: creeps me out. And I'm like, this is like, my, my little brain is being like, it was a ghost. Because, <laughs> <laughs> my little brain is ghost, it's a ghost. Because this witness comes forward and claims to have seen her on Sunday afternoon. And Martha Ford, who is like, she was the wife of an actor named Wallace Ford. Mm-hmm. She claims that Todd called her and said she was bringing a surprise guest to her party that night and asked if she could wear the same dress that she wore to the party from the two nights before. So I was like, That's w- her so she, ghost. She
1: called, called to me like, her. hey, can I wear this dress?
0: Can I wear the same dress? And being like, I'm going to come to your party with this person you're never going to get. She literally said, like, you'll drop dead when you find out who it is. Bitch. Bitch. I was like, um So she...
1: She called this after she
0: supposedly died. Supposedly after she's dead. On Sunday afternoon, she supposedly called Martha, and Martha was like, okay, bitch, come to my party, mm. and Thelma was like, I'll be there, can I wear the same dress? It's a ghost. 100%. That's
1: so weird.
0: So, what do we know? Todd apparently showed no signs of depression, but here's the thing. At this time during Hollywood, you everyone's don't, no depressed. No one showed, yeah. No one, everyone is depressed. Everyone is on pills, and essentially, she was she was basically like a Judy Garland story, mm. where it's like
1: from childhood,
0: well, like from childhood, her mom's putting yeah. her in pageants, and her or not, I don't think her mom was putting her in pageant. Like her mom basically was like, you have to be beautiful. You yeah. have to. Just, she had a very abusive father. She mm-hmm. tended to go towards very abusive partners, mm-hmm. and she was abusing. Obviously, she's on uppers and downers, which everyone is during this time to lose yeah. weight. Like the studio is telling you, you have to lose weight and do all these things. So, a lot of people are taking a lot of pills. So. So apparently this is all we know. So she showed no signs of depression. So maybe she, I mean, but we don't know. Right. So she was apparently beaten, but we're not sure. And so she had scuff marks on her shoes, actually, from walking uphill to the garage because I think Wes locked her off for staying mm-hmm. out late. So she also was reported to have declined her driver's offer to walk her up to the apartment probably because she knew he knew that Ro- or She knew that her and Roland were going to get into a fight, so she mm-hmm. was like...
1: She didn't want to be embarrassed. Don't be. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: So this is about... Like, this is all kind of like supposed things that we know about her. I'm going to talk about...
1: Moses that. supposes his yes. roses are roses.
0: Please don't ever say that again. Okay. So <laughs> she decides to... This is what I'm thinking happened. It's like she decides to walk up to the garage where she basically... Is like, oh, okay, well, I'm locked out now. Right. So I'm going to walk up to the garage. I'm going to go get my car. Either go get a hotel or I'll just sleep in the car or something. Mm-hmm. And so she walks up there and maybe she falls asleep in the car, right. with the car running.
1: Because it's like, it's almost four in the morning now and she's been drinking.
0: But here's the thing. So she has a 0.13 alcohol level. And so maybe she falls asleep because she's drunk. Maybe whatever. Maybe she is under the influence of alcohol. she's really She really is depressed and decides, mm-hmm. like... I'm so tired of this man controlling
1: me and all this stuff. I mean, I don't know. But I I I just don't get that feeling, though. I don't get that either. Because it's like, why there? And why then? And she was going home for Christmas. And she was
0: really excited about going home for Christmas. And she was like, I need this break. I need a new year. You know what I mean? And so her blood alcohol level is 0.13, which she is a proper 1930 star. Mm -hmm. You're not... She's probably like, this is my everyday operation. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so... I don't think this was enough for her to be so intoxicated. She falls asleep, leaves a car on. I don't know. Yeah. So, according to the coroner, she has been dead for 12 hours, but they found peas and carrots in her stomach that had been eaten five to six hours before. Mm-hmm. But also, this is 1930 science. It could all be garbage. That's true. So, even in this 12-hour, like, time span, someone she Someone came
1: into the garage and, like, forced some peas and carrots down like, her throat. like, this delicious pie I made you, woman. A peas and carrot pie. Yes.
0: Well, it's like what is it called? Sweet potato pie? No, no what the hell it's
1: sweet that? potato pie. No, no bitch, that pie.
0: certain kind of pie where you put you. It's like a. It's mashed potatoes. Shepherd's pie. She, no, it's, it's not. I know what you're talking about. It's like a okay, whatever. Am I it's some my kind of pie. Someone gave her a nice pie. Um. So even with this 12-hour time window, no, they're saying she's been dead for 12 hours. Okay. Yeah. That would have meant she would have died at 9 p.m. on Sunday. So where does she go from 3 in the morning? To 9 a.m. on on 9 p.m. like the next day. So she's missing all day Sunday. So where does she go until 9 p.m. on Sunday when supposedly she would have died? Right. So she's a huge movie star. She's not seen for 12 hours and no reported anything. But supposedly when Roland asked about this, he was like, well, she used to leave for the weekend. So she would just go for the weekend sometimes. So, like, I wasn't that worried about it. Which... You would be worried. You're controlling of yeah. her. You knew that you
1: locked her out. And you wouldn't if you're like that controlling of her. So you wouldn't just be like, oh, you know, okay, cool, whatever. You'd be like, where is she? Where is where she? Where the at? hell who is she? With? Who is she with? Exactly.
0: So now let's get into the theories. So let's start with Lucky Luciano, who she is having supposedly having an affair with. He's a big mm-hmm. mobster, and he's basically the godfather of organized crime right. in the U.S. And so, he'd reportedly told Thelma that he wanted to take over her restaurant and build a casino. Because... Fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, he allegedly, at dinner, after he pitched this idea to her, shortly before her death, he goes to dinner with her, and he proposes the casino to her, and he... She's like, no, fuck you. That's the stupidest idea. But she tells him, you'll open a gambling casino in my restaurant over my dead body. (gasps) To to which he, he replies, that can be arranged bitch so he reported she reportedly like feels so threatened by him and all mm-hmm. of this that she sets up a meeting with the da's office mm-hmm. because she feels threatened and she was like okay this is getting a little bit yeah. too much for me
1: you know you have so much money build your own fucking casino somewhere else this
0: is everything. why this is why there were high-profile clients going there. There's obviously a lot of celebrities and there's yeah. a lot of producers. So he was seeing that as his in. He's like, I'll turn this into a casino, uh, into a casino so that I can mingle, like, mingle and yeah, pringle. Yeah, you know
1: what? Fuck you. Mingle and pringle somewhere else, you fucking asshole. He wants to mingle and
0: pringle with the people so that he can get them into debt. And then he can be like, I'm now I'm going to take over your studio. You do this. I want some money because you mm-hmm. owe me money. So he's like, he's doing the mingling. and He's like, way. money. Money. So it was all about that money. Mm-hmm. so she never makes it to this da meeting she supposedly set up and he was extremely controlling of her and there's rumors that he was the one he got her back into alcohol and drugs and mm-hmm. there's there was literally a story where she was saying like hi i'm not gonna drink anymore and they were out and he like forces a bottle of like champagne down her throat oh my God. essentially toxic supposedly... masculinity ruined the
1: parties ruins the party again yes karen i'm getting that shirt
0: honestly me too <laughs> so iconic so he he is the one who actually he got her hooked on amphetamines, which like everyone is during this time, but he's the one who introduced her
1: mm-hmm. to them. He's like, you want these glues? Yes. Get me those fucking. <laughs> and ludes. they fought in the kitchen and yes. dragged each other on
0: the floor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then Thelma was like choking on a piece of ham. <laughs> and so he wanted, basically, he wanted the clientele from the restaurant, all of this, and. He also used to beat her, which, surprise, surprise. So maybe he catches on to the scam about her being in on this DA meeting and he kills her. Mm -hmm. But kills because, reportedly, he flew out of L.A. at 7.45 a.m. on Monday, which is right before the body is found. Uh sus, sus sis. So it's a little bit sussy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm so it's a little sussy a little fishy very fish very fish i look okay quick story (laughs) i did my makeup i did was daphne for halloween Mm -hmm. and so i did my makeup like super like pink and gorgeous and i was like i was telling my friend my friend called my desk and he was like oh my god and i was like i'm serving super fish vibes today and i was like i am a full-grown Woman and I'm talking about... I was like, I need to stop watching freaking Drag Race. I was like, I am serving I'm fishy pie. Fish. I was like, okay. So now our next theory, our next, like, little guy is Pat, who is her ex-husband. They've been seen arguing. Maybe he was embarrassed by her. And she, like, you know, did shame, shame on him. Yeah. And so he took it out on her, which probably not. No. I don't think he gave a... He didn't I think it was Lightning Mary Luciano. It was Lightning Mary Luciano. But the next one is Roland West. So apparently... So, there's reports that after looking her, like, locking her out, he follows her to the garage and he kind of locked her in there and was like... Stay in here, mm-hmm. no bitch, because he would. He was really worried about her going out and partying. Yeah, and where those re- are
1: where those reports coming from? Did people like see people her? are saying oh. that they
0: either heard them arguing, which mm-hmm. like this could be. It's nineteen thirty, so everyone and their mother is basically coming out yeah. of the woodwork. Like I saw this. No, bitch, <laughs> you the, didn't, Helen. Sit down. Literally,
1: everyone and their mother.
0: I mean, you know, Gladys and, and friends are coming out of their little apartment. And are like, Helen, can we
1: have another podcast called <laughs> Gladys and Friends? <laughs> where we just <laughs> talk shit about our neighbors? Honestly, yeah, a little bit. I would do it. So I'm trying to think of the the one character the woman in the Andy Griffith show and she oh, was like I the nosy neighbor I'm trying to think what's her name Gladys? But I, have I, to, I, have to, I have to call my mom so I was like Gladys
0: and you can look it up on Google you know there's a thing too you don't have to just call your mom no, for information I, I have to call like my mom like she's Encyclopedia I have to call my mom
1: about everything let's call Jerry Speaker right now watch oh, her not answer me the time she
0: left us on our review on our
1: podcast the
0: only, the only one we had
1: hello hi hello. hi you're on the podcast right now i just wanted to call and ask i can't remember the name of the nosy neighbor on the annie griffith show I'm sorry, the, name of the, wife. The, the the nosy neighbor on the annie griffith show an Andy Griffith or Bewitched? Oh, was it Bewitched? The neighbor who's always. Oh, it was Bewitched. The neighbor who's always looking yeah, up. Gladys! Went, Gladys. We got oh, everything Gladys, and I was like, I think it was Gladys. Alright, I just wanted to call and check. Send me a check
0: and money order for my services.
1: I will. Okay. Alright, say, say hello to our audience. Hello! <laughs> Alright, talk to you later. Love you. bye. 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 <laughs> Gladys, I See, was like, you were here first, first. I never watched Bewitched. I feel pretty proud of myself. I was like, I knew it was one of those, like, fucking me TV shows. <laughs> so, so any anyway. Gladys, they
0: come out their house. Yeah. They're saying reportedly they saw her. They saw they heard them arguing. So maybe he locks her in the garage. He doesn't realize, like, oh, she's turned the car on already. She passes out and dies. Yeah. And so he basically, maybe he was like, I'm going to lock you in this damn garage. Have fun getting out of here. Going back to the party. He's like, locked in a cage. Yes. That's what he And so he finds her dead the next morning and he's like, oh shit, I gotta go. And he leaves her. Is that, that my cue? cue? He sings her Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and so, but he also has a deathbed confession and he claims to be the one that killed her. He, mm-hmm. cl- he tells one of his friends named Chester Morris. What's
1: with these fucking deathbed I confessions? I don't, do I don't do honestly like, think he did though. It's just like fucking, I was gonna call him Salerno. <laughs> it was like Celieri. So Celieri. So he was like, I did it. I'm like, No. Or
0: the theory is that he, maybe he beat her, and then he to cover it up, he was like, "Oh shit, let's put this bitch in the car." And he's like, right. you know, he threw. He her was it like, in. Tu-tu. He's like, totally he throws her in the car, and he's like, "Here you go." Um, the last theory that I have, which I think this is not there's there's no grounds for this, but mm-hmm. let's throw it in there anyway. So Jewel Carmen, who is his wife, West's mm-hmm. wife, yeah, um, she basically didn't care about the affair, but then when the the restaurant started losing money. She was like, sis, I will. She reportedly threatened her and was like, I will kill you if you mess with my money. And so that's a reported threat that she got. Mm-hmm. So maybe she had her killed. She orchestrated something. I doubt it. I doubt that. I honestly think that either Lightning to Larry. To be fair,
1: everyone was fucking threatening everyone at this time. Yeah, everyone, everyone was threatening. Everyone yeah. out for people. Exactly. Like, no one. That was so all they did. it was either Lightning Larry Luciano, I think, or but then, I. But I don't like that threat. Then it was like, oh, I can make. It happened for you to fucking die if you don't let me have my fucking casino cash cash bash bash. Yes, so she doesn't let him have the cash bash, so he's right. like
0: C- goodbye. So I think either Roland beat her mm-hmm. or he locked her but in the that's garage. So on weird
1: that like there was those two differing. There's reports, removed, yeah. results of like oh she was or she wasn't. So it's like what's the fucking well, what's because the tea? The thing is
0: too like he said like oh it could have been her head hitting the steering wheel. Maybe he pushed her head to the head steering head, wheel yeah. and was like here you
1: go bitch goodbye. So I think it could have gone either way. It's a crazy story. I remember listening to that for the first time, and I was like, "There are so about, many yeah. things." It's it's one of their their older ones. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is. Um, but I just remember being like, "There." I just hate those cases where it's like there could be so many outcomes, mm-hmm. or like this person or this person had a motive, and it's like I just. Can y'all we'll just get it together? I would just like this to be solved. Get it together. To know, you know? But maybe she, you know, was, it or it was just a fluke where she mm-hmm. literally didn't know that was going to happen with the carbon monoxide yeah. and she just Which died. I meant, so maybe she didn't know either. So we'll never know. But yeah, this is, I like this one because it was very much, I mean, you know, Alien Mortals isn't like mm-hmm. an unsolved, but it's, it's sort of that air of like. You know what's There's the a gray answer? Area with all the gray of these. area of what happened, and you know we'll never fucking mm-hmm. know, and you know, and we can keep talking about it and have all these theories of how this person felt or what happened or who killed who or who started what. Mm-hmm. But uh, for hoomst, For hoomst. Hoomst, who, who is him? Yes. Who he is? Yes. Um, but we'll never fucking know. But that's why we do this podcast because it's good to bring these things up and remember that. Crime and murder is still something that is very prevalent. And there are, are a lot of cases like thalmatods or aliens that are still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with women being at the center of them. So, yeah, that's that's what we do. And that's what we like to talk about. But we hope you guys <laughs> like the episode. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week. Listen to us on any streaming app you have. We're basically on everything by now. Leave us a review Um, Give us a rating or send us an email. Send us an email, guys. Please. We love getting emails. We've only gotten, like, two so far. So send us an email to mosthexcellentpod at gmail.com, and we will personally answer you, obviously, because we have such exciting lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, thanks, guys. Stay hexcellent, stay spooky, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.